Hey guys, it's Ashton from ColourPop. Welcome back to Colorful. I'm so excited you're here and tuning into our second episode. It means so much that you're listening. I'm so excited about today's session. We talked to none other than Michael Anthony, who is truly, and I'm not just saying this, truly, truly, truly one of my favorite people in the beauty community, one of ColourPop's favorite people in the beauty community. He is so, so talented, so thoughtful, so well-spoken, so positive, and he's responsible for some of the most iconic looks we've seen in beauty in the last five years. The most recent being the graphic white eyeliner on Ariana Grande in the Rain On Me music video. And prior to that, the whole movement of glitter tears that we saw on Katy Perry's album cover for Smile and so many more. I mean, he just has such an insane approach to makeup. I kind of describe him as makeup couture. You just have to take one look at his Instagram feed to see what I'm talking about. The level of precision and detail is truly out of this world but past that michael is just one of those people that you just want to keep around you his positivity radiates and his outlook on life is is incredible so without further ado here is michael anthony all right so michael tell us um your first memory of makeup how old were you what what happened what turned you on to this world well, hello, and thank you so much for that lovely introduction. But I was like, <laughs> wow, I want to be like scrolling and find myself. Um, <laughs> my first memory of makeup. Well, I think um, I probably remember watching my nanny when I was about six years old. Uh, her name was Gretchen, and she was like this rock and roll babe. She listened to Guns N' Roses, and mm. she had like the the uh, the feathered hair like Heather Locklear oh yeah and I remember I'll, I'll never forget I remember she was done for the day and she was leaving and she stopped where you know where you hang up your keys by the door and there was a little vanity mirror attached to it and she sat there and she applied mascara and you know some people are really meticulous when they apply mascara and they get in the zone and they've got their mascara face on. And I remember staring at her and being transfixed. I was just so, like, amazed at what was... I didn't even know what was going on, but I could tell it was important to her. I was like, whatever she's doing, <laughs> she's doing it really, really well. So that's probably one of my first memories about makeup. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, okay, you have created some truly iconic looks and I, I love uh, you touched on this um although not not uh, tooting your own horn but I will um about how you know if there's a look that's happening with actresses or um any kind of celebrity it's not the celebrity themselves necessarily that created that look or started that trend so who's behind the look and something you know that comes to mind that I think most everyone knows is I the Ariana Grande Rain on Me music video makeup with the white graphic eyeliner. That was Michael Anthony. Um, but Rain. I want you to talk to us about that. Yes, oh, like. <laughs> and there it is. There it is. Um, talk to us about how you came up with that look. How you collaborated with Ari. What inspired it? I mean, that has, you know, at ColourPop we have a. a felt tip white eyeliner and let me tell you we cannot keep that thing in stock and I think that's a hundred percent because of you yeah so walk us through it um well this is I love this story because it it speaks to what I was talking about earlier this was um this was 
Ari's idea. She had photos mm. of makeups that she loved. And she pulled out her phone and showed me. And I was like, that is so hot. We should totally do that. Mm-hmm. And this was day, this was the second day of like we did multiple looks. So this was her wanting to kind of go into Chromatica world and mm-hmm. sort of do something that would put her in Lady Gaga's Chromatica, but still stay true to sort of her own brand uh, DNA or, you know, her, her, her look. And the way I approach something like that is you just have to anchor the look with something that feels like the artist themselves. So, you know, I did her black winged eyeliner and I feel like once you had, once we had that on, it, mm-hmm. it was easy to see where the white sort of floating line should go. And something that I think a lot of artists get a little bit squirmy about is, you know, when you get to a place and it's not working, taking makeup off, it's the easiest thing to do. You just have to mm-hmm. navigate that really like kind of calmly. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we just, honestly, when you're working with people who are super professionals, who've been doing this for a long time, it, like I said, it's a, it's an exchange, an energy exchange. And I always look at the makeup as a reflection of the energy dynamics between me and the person. So if it's a really calm, precise energy, that's what the makeup is going to reflect. If it's a chaotic intense, energetic type of situation, the makeup will probably reflect that as well. Uh, And we had a really nice synergy. And I think Mm -hmm. that we both are kind of, we're in the same mind frame of wanting to do something really exciting, wanting to do a makeup look that people could replicate and that would um, excite people. And I think it came out to be just that. It was something that so many people reacted to, so many people responded to. And, you know, for me, the timing was so beautiful because we were sort of at the peak of quarantine when the video dropped and everybody Mm -hmm. got this huge surprise with the video. And then, you know, cut to like right halfway through the video, you see this close-up of Gaga and Ari wearing this shocking, bold white eyeliner in two different ways. And it was just like, oh, my God, you know, it (laughs) It totally was. It was I mean, it like the world stopped. Oh, my gosh. It is. I mean, I was I I couldn't I hadn't obviously hadn't seen the video either. So when I saw that shot of her slowly kind of blinking, I was just like my I had to pick my jaw up (laughs) off the floor. I was totally like freaked out. Oh my gosh. So, and this was a true collaboration between you and Ariana. Um, and I love that, you know, you, you give her credit for like being just as involved in that look. Um, and I think that's really interesting. So would you say that, you know, some of your most iconic looks, like another one that comes to mind is, um, Katy Perry with the glitter tears, which we should get Mm. into in a second. Did you feel that, um, or not did you feel, was that a true collaboration between you and Katie? It's not just you showing up and saying, here's what I'm doing. It's you guys having a conversation, mood boards, all of it. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I think that, you know, Katie and I have been working together for a long time and we have a really good rapport. We understand how much creative freedom I like and how Mm -hmm. much control she likes. So 
it's a really good alchemy. It's like, you know, we're, we both, it's kind of like if you, if you sit down with your friend and scroll through Instagram and you guys respond and react to the same images, you're kind of on the same wavelength. That's how, that's how we are. And I think that, um, anytime you're working with, uh, a, a celebrity, um, it's going to be a collaboration. You know, I got some advice back in the day uh, from a, a good friend of mine named Gregory Alt, and he explained that, I think I was at a master class, he explained that when you're doing celebrity makeup, your responsibility is to do makeup on that person so that person can leave the room being who they are, not being who they, who you think or who you want them to be. Oh, wow. And I think that's really important to uh, to differentiate when you're doing a model's makeup versus when you're doing a celebrity's makeup. You want that celebrity to look and feel like themselves or the best version of themselves um, or, you know, a fantastic version of themselves as opposed to like unrecognizable or changed or different because we all know the power of makeup can completely change somebody's appearance um, and it can be very, very minute details. It just subtly sculpting somebody's cheeks or nose a different way can complete. It can start tabloid rumors, you know. So yes, it, it's definitely a collaboration when when you work with these girls. Um, I I think that at this point I have established that I have a perspective and I have creative ideas, and I think people book me based on that. And they know that I'm going to bring something to the table that's exciting and kind of like nuanced for them. And Mm -hmm. so so I take that seriously and I try to come prepared with something, maybe something that I've made or references or, um, you know, something that I ordered that maybe is kind of a little bit different or unique um, as opposed to just walking in being like, okay, what do you want me to do? Yeah, totally. And I, I I mean, you just have to take one scroll through Michael's Instagram and you'll see exactly what it is he's referring to here. There's one photo on your IG that I just stopped me in my tracks, which is um, the metallic heart lips. Can we oh, talk yeah. about that look? Yeah, Actually, totally. there's two. So let's talk about that one. And then I want to talk about the um, graphic butterfly okay. that you painted on your boyfriend. So <sighs> my muse, my little muse, Colby. <laughs> um, yeah, the heart lips that I shot that with this fantastic photographer named Jamie Nelson um, when she lived out in New Jersey and I lived in Brooklyn and we were doing creative tests and submissions for magazines. And I remember having like this bag of random confetti, uh, like, you know, party confetti. And I showed up to, to start working and I was having a particularly um, emotional morning. (laughs) I just was really feeling really tired and kind of dark. I feel like it may have been winter mm-hmm. in New York, which as mm. you, as you probably Say no know, more. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it, it gets, it gets gray. Um, and I wanted to just feel something kind of exciting. And the model had really beautiful lips. And I, I had just this idea right in the, the moment of making this kind of like fish scale, uh, magenta, like, foiled lip and I looked at that bag of confetti and I started digging out all the hearts and I thought if I just line these up the right way I can probably glue them down and make like a solid lip and I hadn't tried it before but it it I just started and by the time I had done the first lip I knew I was on to something 
And, you know, and in doing something like that, that is kind of very forward and edgy. I did that years Mm -hmm. ago, by the way, that sometimes it doesn't work. That's why Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. always want to test with photographers and, and, and try different things with photographers so that you can figure out if it works, how it works and why it doesn't work and how to navigate that. That way, when you're farther down the road in your career, you have already done the troubleshooting for a look like that. And you know what glue to use, you know how how to use that particular glue, or you know what not to use because you've already experimented with that. And that's really important when you're working with celebrities. You definitely don't want to experiment with something that's like going to cause the look to collapse or someone's skin to react or, you know, eat Mm -hmm. up two hours of the day, you really need to kind of have it down. And so I'm grateful for that photo shoot and that photo. It'll always remind me of uh, my days testing in New York. Okay. So I, it was interesting how you touched on, um, you know, the, the heart lips, uh, some uh, being a look that you created years ago and you and I had an interesting conversation about Instagram and, um, or just social media in general, but obviously Instagram is kind of the main place for the beauty community, I would say. Um, and you said something really powerful, which was, you know, we were talking about how everyone has a problem with Instagram, right? You can find something wrong with it seven ways till Tuesday. Um, but you were talking about being a contributor, right? Because Mm. the beauty community wouldn't be where it is today without Instagram. We have to remember that. Um, so tell me a little bit about your philosophy as, you know, being a creative on a social platform. Well, you know, look, I don't think that, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with expressing yourself and, and calling yourself a creative or an artist. But I think that we're we're very lucky to have a platform that we can share our creativity. And I mm-hmm. think that um, sometimes, I think we all come across this, uh, is people who they're maybe just taking up space and they're not contributing. I, I think of them as like squatters. And maybe they're, <laughs> maybe these are the same people that are like judging other people or, you know, they're being a keyboard warrior or they're leaving critiques on other people's work. Mm-hmm. But then you look at their page and it's like, well, what, what are you contributing in a positive way as far as your artistic, you know, expression? And for me, it's always been important to um, contribute in a positive way. And whether that's the caption I'm giving uh, if I'm, you know, sharing a little bit of insight into how I did something, or if I'm sharing a motivation of why I did something, or if I'm just sharing a piece of art or a makeup look or a makeup technique that somebody else can glean something from, I view that as my contribution. And over time, it stacks up and it kind of like, it makes you realize like, hey, my perspective counts my opinion and my artistic expression matters. It not just to me, but it it may matter to somebody else out there. And you don't know mm-hmm. how that's going to positively impact somebody. So I try to be uh, aware of that. And I try to be aware of the people who I, I see just kind of squatting and just eliminate them, you know, good old block, delete, unfollow, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yes, yes. But, you know, that being said, like, I don't want that to sound like there's people who who are and there's people who aren't. I feel like everybody has a valid 
you know, contribution. It's just a matter of what we're taking in ourselves as creatives. And for me, it's important to, um, you know, be surrounded by inspiring people, uplifting people, people who have a higher vibration. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I encourage other people to do that as well. It helps with everything. It helps with when you like, can't think of something to creatively, when you can't think of something, if you're surrounded by creative people, that might give you a spark. But on the other hand, if you're surrounded by sort of vacuous people, there's a void, that's going to suck your ideas out of your, your psyche. You know, it kind of is, you want to stay out of that ditch. I love that. I think so, so, so well said, just contribute, be an energy giver, not an energy taker. That's right. Period. That's right. Um, so obviously, you know, we've, we've touched on a little bit of the highlight reel of where you are today, which is just, I think a place that so many could only dream of. You're creating iconic looks with iconic women. Um, you are, you have an Instagram that has a lot of eyeballs and you're in headlines. You're being written about. Oh my God, stop. Um, no, but no, nervous. no, 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 truly, <laughs> truly. I mean, it is, it's, it's, it's no small feat. Um, but let's talk about like between working at Mac in New York mm-hmm. and today, mm-hmm. you know, they say things like happen slowly and then mm-hmm. all at once. What was that all at once moment where you were like, this is happening? Oh gosh. I've had, you know what? I've had that moment so many times. Um, I think, um, you know, I've, I've always had, uh, a good work ethic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, gosh, you know, there's been so many times where I thought, yes, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. But then once that <laughs> moment's over it, it's sort of like the high of posting on Instagram. It's like, you get the validation, you get that, that rush of energy and then it, and then it kind of goes away. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if, if there was ever a moment that I thought like, you know, I didn't have like my Super Bowl moment, like the peak, the pinnacle. But I remember um, when I started traveling a lot for work, mm-hmm. I remember thinking, I knew that when I, my intentions when I moved from California to New York were very specific. My intentions were to get paid to travel the world. For some reason, that's what my that's what my intention was, mm-hmm. um, and when I started traveling, uh, that I I thought to myself, "Wow, Michael, this is crazy. This is what you wanted to do, and here you are doing it." Now, uh, to be clear, I wasn't being paid to travel. I was being paid to do my job, which was makeup, but I was traveling yes. and, and making money and making a living. So I I uh, considered that. To, to, to be kind of what my goal was and ha- having achieved it. But the time between working for Mac and where I'm at now, it has been many years and it has been a lot of ups and downs. And uh, it's been a lot of, uh, it's been a lot of hard work and it's been a lot of um, disappointments, but the journey is the destination, you know, part of, I think life in in, in a very, very big way is being present and experiencing the now and not mm-hmm. looking to four months down the road. Obviously, you want to anticipate things or you want to try to anticipate things and plan for the future, but it's really important to be happy and find your happiness in the now. So for me, mm-hmm. I've had experiences that 
maybe on paper or on Instagram, they don't look that exciting. But I know that in that moment, I, I was having, I found my joy. And, and mm-hmm. it's always brought me back to, wow, makeup can take you so many places. Something that comes to mind right now is working for a singer named Roberta Flack, who is a, an iconic and groundbreaking pianist. She's an African-American um, singer-songwriter, and she recorded songs like Killing Me Softly and lots of hits that like wow. our parents know. Uh, yes. Working for her for a, for a few years and then working with Cyndi Lauper shortly after that, I found myself oh my gosh. at this conference. Um, it was called the Peace Conference with the Dalai Lama. So I walk in with Cyndi Lauper and there's Roberta Flack and we're under this giant dome at the Dalai Lama conference. And I just thought to myself, this, this is completely surreal. These are like earth angels, like my godmothers. (laughs) And how did eyelashes and blush and mascara get me to this point? Like I just pinched myself. So that was years ago. And then you fast forward to like me watching Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande and I'm like oiling up Ari's legs and Gaga asks me, hey, can I have some of that too? So then I start oiling up Gaga's leg and I'm like, is this real? This is crazy. Oh my gosh. I want to I touch on something that you said, which was um, your intentions. So your intentions were to travel the world and then you found yourself traveling the world and getting paid to do so, P- getting paid to, to work as well, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, talk to me a little bit about that intention setting and kind of inviting, trying to be a little magnet to what you want out of the universe. Yes, absolutely. I think that manifesting, I know that manifesting is real and I think intentions are of utmost importance. I think that you have to, um, I think you, as far as, your career and makeup goes, it's important to set your intentions for what you want out of your career. And I think Mm -hmm. that once you set your intention, then you can do the work towards achieving, you know, those goals. And for me, um, my, my motivation for a long time has just been happiness. And like I said, contributing in, uh, you know, contributing to the world in a positive way. And for me, that it sort of changed into um, having a message. I knew, I knew kind of at a young age that I would be speaking to people in um, large numbers in some format. I just never knew what it would look like because mm-hmm. growing up, those people are celebrities or, you know, disc jockeys, Howard Stern, you know, that kind of thing. And I knew that wasn't my bag, but I always knew that at some point people would be listening. And so I, I along the way, I've always wanted to have a message. And I, I never, I never knew exactly what the message would be, but uh, something that's really organic and natural for me is the idea that you can spin gold out of your imagination. You can, you can create your own reality. You know, for me sitting down in my room and drawing for five hours, painting and just creating, making art, that is a way of 
uh, for me, it was a way of channeling and working through my emotions. You know, I was really processing my emotions. So as a little kid, I, I didn't understand what that was, but I knew I was feeling, I was feeling better the more I did that. So as an adult now, when I'm doing makeup and doing something really creative, and I'm sort of channeling this sort of emotional situation and getting out all the kinks by using my my hands to make something really beautiful on somebody. And I think that that's a really important thing for everybody to understand is that you we all have that power to to pull things out of the ether and to bring them into a place where you can, you know, turn them into something physical, whatever that may be for you, whether, you you know, you're an architect or you do computer coding or you're a fashion designer or you're a barista, anything that, that you can think of, you can be innovative, you can excite people, you can be, um, truly influential and not just like an Instagram influencer, but you can really mm-hmm. use your skill sets to vibrate a higher energy and bring to you what is for you. And I think the best way to do that is just go on that journey from within, you know, an organic in an organic way. And for me, that's always been art. Ugh. So well said. I hope everyone listens to this and spinning gold out of your imagination. That is just like poetic. I'm obsessed with you. This is like okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. People are going to be like, wow, no. he's a lot. he looks cool with all his tattoos. And then he opens his mouth and he's a big old nerd. No, I'm so here for it. I'm so here, but I'm like the biggest nerd. So I'm with you. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, so two follow-up questions. The first is, you know, I, I believe in manifestation so deeply too. And, um, I'll, you know, talk to some of my friends about it and they'll be like, I just don't get it. Like (laughs) I saying what I want and it's not happening. It's deeper than that. Mm -hmm. So how kind of talk to us about like your process of manifestation. Is it through meditation? Is it through like, where do you get super intentional about, you know, even just laying down, this is what I want to attract to myself. How how does that work? Well, you know, if you if you really go deep and you start looking into like alchemy and mysticism and even just science, there is the idea that thoughts become things. Um, mm-hmm. And so for me, it's important to speak out loud what I want and to think what I want, as opposed to ruminating on negative things or what I'm not getting. So when I have conversations with friends or with my peers or even with my boyfriend or my family. we talk about what I want to achieve. We talk about what we want to gain in our lives, what, what, where the directions, what we want to go. And when you speak those things and when you think about them, you start to actualize them. There Mm -hmm. is, you know, there is work that you have to do, you know, there are steps that you have to take. But for me, meditating is, uh, is a big part of that. I was lucky enough to learn transcendental meditation when I was on tour a couple of years ago. And, nowadays there's apps you can find and you know it's not that difficult it's really just about being mindful and quieting all of sort of the the tornado that's going on in your mind so that Mm -hmm. you can find the stillness to let inspiration and manifestation and positive energy into your into your mind it's kind of like clearing your desktop on your computer it just it, it gives you access it gives you more access and um so for me, yeah, it's speaking speaking it out loud in conversation, 
avoiding mm-hmm. say, speaking negative things and mm-hmm. meditating. That, that's how I found uh, it works best for myself. Yeah. And I think too, like, you know, how you're talking about talking with your family and saying, these are the things I want for myself or ourselves for each other, really believing it Mm -hmm. really like not saying, oh, I, you know, want a million dollars in my bank account tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like really, or or if that is what you're trying to manifest, go for it. But really, (laughs) text me your Venmo, Mm -hmm. Um, but really, really believing what you're saying. So I, I love that. Um, and then, uh, spinning gold out of your imagination, what, where do you go or what, what do you do if you find that you're losing inspiration? Mm. How do you re, how do you relight your spark? Okay. So, you know, that's, 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 that's a tough one because as creatives, if you feel like you've got like, you know, creative block or something, you can feel stuck and then that can get you down. But um, for me, I think that, you know, we sort of all do this thing where we see something or we think about something that, that ignites us. And then because we're just so caught up in the hustle and bustle of life or our daily routines, we just sort of like put it in a little box and tuck it in the back of our subconscious. So Mm -hmm. I think there's this thing that you can do is like meditate, close your eyes, like we just said. And you can go back in there and find these little boxes that you've tucked away. And it's like, oh, I've had this inside of me this whole time. That's that's a great way to do it is to sort of like calm your mind. And instead of trying to focus on something, focus on nothing. And sometimes mm-hmm. things just pop up. Or a more practical way is open a book. Take three different books, right? This is a weird mm-hmm. thing that I started doing during quarantine. I take one book that is kind of like an encyclopedia. Um, I take another book that is like a story. And then I take another book that is something uh, different than both of those. And I'll open one book and I'll start reading. Once I find a topic, a word, a story, a name that kind of piques my interest, I'll go look for that in the other book. I'll go look it up in the encyclopedia. Wow. So it's like I, I set myself up on all these little journeys, like little rabbit holes. Instead of reading like a linear, like page after page of one book, I just bounce around to three different books. And I'll sit there with my computer and Google stuff that I don't understand or Google names or history mm-hmm. so that I'm kind of cross-referencing everything. And that's inspired me. Also, uh, I've said this before and it's really corny, but nature has the most beautiful colorways and like patterns that you'll ever, ever experience. Do a mm-hmm. deep dive on flowers, do a deep dive on um, wild, miss crazy birds. You know, you'll see mm-hmm. that like, I mean, look at a toucan, for example, like what, yes. how, how, how does that exist? That's, you know, it's crazy. Butterflies. I love butterflies. You can look at the sheen of a butterfly wing. I mean, honestly, inspiration is everywhere you just got to kind of settle down your mind and focus Mm -hmm. on something and then dig in oh i love that um okay some some more rapid fire questions and then we'll wrap um are you beauty brand agnostic or do you find yourself reaching for some of the same brands are there brands that you're very loyal to and you just love their payoff or their quality um that changes for me i think 
you know, okay. we're in a time of innovation. So if something new comes along that works better than what I was using, I mm-hmm. am okay moving forward with things. But I definitely have my staple set of products and tools that I always take with me because I know that they are um, tried and true. And I know that I can make anything happen with them. So mm-hmm. I'd say a little bit of both. Okay. Can you name some of those staple products? Yes, absolutely. Uh, like, like I said, my powder puff, I always take with me. Yes. Um, I use the Laura Mercier setting powder. Oh, okay. You won't get the flashback under eyes or if you like to, you know, bake with that, it that works mm-hmm. really well. Um, my brushes, obviously, those are like an extension of my hands. They're very, very special <laughs> and they they have all of the energy sort of in them because they've been all over the world with me. Um, mm-hmm. I always carry with me Anastasia Beverly Hills brow pencils. The shade, okay. the shade ranges just work for me. Soft brown is one of the best brow pencils that exists. I travel mm-hmm. all with um, the House Labs eyeliner and punk. It's the black mm-hmm. felt tip pencil. Or excuse me, it's a black felt tip pen. Um, I always take my ColourPop eyeshadow palettes. I've sort of depotted them into a Z palette. And I have this, I have a palette of all neutrals and peaches, kind of warm colors that goes with me everywhere. So those those are some of my faves. Yeah. Um, A note on House Labs, you had a hand in helping kind of with the product development, correct? Um, No, no, not with product development, just with the creative photo shoots and sort of exec- uh. executing the ideas of um, Sarah and Gaga and then growing, growing from there as far as, um, you know, the collections go. I, I haven't tested, pro- I haven't like um, tested samples or anything like that. That's something that Sarah and Gaga do, but I've been fortunate enough to be part of their collective of artists that carry out their vision for House Labs. And that's a really, really fun, exciting job for me. Very, very cool. What is um, something about you that people would be surprised to know that not everybody knows? Mm. Hmm. I'm like, how, how exposed do I want to be, right? Um, well, <laughs> I'm a vegan. That's something that a lot of people don't know. Okay. I don't like post about it or, you know, preach about it because I think... That's rare. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I find that when I stumble across somebody's page or a Twitter who is a vegan and is kind of like f- talking about it, it just comes off. It's off-putting sometimes. I think mm-hmm. that's a personal journey for everybody. Obviously, I advocate for it, but uh, it's a personal journey because everybody's, you know, biochemistry and their health, that's that's so individual. Although I can say that if everybody was vegan, everybody would be healthier and the world would be a better place. But that's for mm-hmm. to each their own. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been a vegan? For about mm, maybe two and a half years. Before I, I've always been lactose intolerant, so I have not oh, had okay. dairy since I was like a teenager. I mean, obviously, like you know, a little bit of cheese pizza or like little some you know <laughs> ice cream here and there, but it truly does uh, like instantly disrupt the balance of my body. So I I've avoided dairy for a long, long time, and I you know, living in California, you're kind of like a pescatarian and considered just like Cali style. So yes. yeah, that's me. I mean, but I'm, I'm a full vegan for the last two and a half years. Very cool. 
Um, and I feel like California makes it so easy, especially in LA. So, 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 so easy. Yes. Um, who has had the biggest positive impact on your life and why? Hmm. Wow. I, you know, I wouldn't say there's just one person. Um, I think that something that I've noticed on my journey is that there's sort of like a whole choir of angels that have been conspiring for me in my favor for such a long time now. I can trace back, you know, to an opportunity that somebody gave me that led to another opportunity that led to meeting somebody else that led to meeting somebody else. You know, I can go all the way back to before I even did makeup and it's a long journey, but there's people who, you know, they would sort of um, take me under their wing, knowing that there was something special or different about me. And, you know that when it happens because they sort of acknowledge your individuality and they acknowledge um, that you have an energy that stands out. And for me, every time somebody acknowledges that or even vibrates with me in, in a similar way, it's really special to me and I know that it's going to impact my life in a positive way. So it's hard to pick just one person, but I will say that my time working at Mac uh, cosmetics was really, really special to me. Like I said, my friend, Gregory Alt, my friend, Romero Jennings, even like one of my first managers, Sean Doran, you know, these are all people who advocated for me. They kept me in the positive mind frame that you need to be in to work in retail. They inspired me through their own artistry. Um, and I was able to learn from them. So that was a really special time for me. But then outside of that, you know, any, any clients of mine that I've worked with for more than two years are so special to me because you spend so much time with them and you, you know, you develop these friendships and these relationships that help promote your, your, your work and, just bring you down the journey of life. So certainly my time with Roberta Flack, with Cindy Lauper, with Katy Perry, um, those have all been really special clients for me. Aww, and then my boyfriend, that. he's a sweetheart and he's one of the main reasons. Your muse. Yes, my muse, Colby DeMarco, this little cutie. He's very, <laughs> we're very opposite. And uh, we, he has inspired me in a lot of ways to take better care of myself and to, um, to grow, you know, to grow, which we all, we all should be doing. We should all be trying to grow. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, last question. And one of my favorite ones, and I'm so excited to hear your answer because I love your answer to everything, but, um, you are taking somebody to breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, all very different vibes, time of days, obviously, uh, it could be dead or alive. Who are you taking to each meal and where are you taking them? Oh my gosh. That is like, <laughs> you're trying to ask me like to go out for dinner and pick a place. You know, we can like barely do that with like <laughs> seamless or computer. I'm like, what do you want to eat tonight? I've got no idea. Um, that's a really fun question. I love that question actually. Um, okay. So they can be dead or alive breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Can we do brunch? lunch Absolutely. and dinner okay actually can we do brunch dinner and drinks 
Ooh, yes, yes. Remix. Okay. Remix. Okay. (laughs) So for brunch, I would like to go to brunch with Liberace because I I feel, I mean, how fabulous would that be? I just feel like it would be like, he'd be dripped out in all his, his ice and furs and we'd be (laughs) drinking mimosas out of these tall champagne glasses with diamonds in them. Who knows? Um, I think that would be a really fun kiki, me and Liberace for brunch. Um, And then for dinner, I would love to go to dinner with Barack Obama. That would be fucking crazy. Uh, Yes. Um, I would not eat. I would just be asking him questions the whole time and like picking his brain and thanking him. Um, (laughs) And then for drinks, who would I want to go? I honestly... I would love to go take like shots of whiskey with Lady Gaga. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, done. Love this. Like me love me this. and her taking shots and just like talking about pop culture and music and fashion would be like an iconic dream that I would never want to wake up from. I mean to be a fly on the wall for that. Right? Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? I can. I really can. Um, and then last, last question. I know I said the last question was the last question, but this is truly the last question. It's never the last question. I mean, with you, honestly, probably not. But um, <laughs> dream client that you haven't yet worked on that you would love to collaborate with on makeup. Mm, that's tough because like working with Ari is like, that was a goal of mine. And it's like, crazy to actually be doing it so that's a tough one for me it's kind of hard to get past that um a dream client um oh you know what would be so crazy only because I feel like speaking you know speaking of enigmas Nicole Kidman (laughs) is the most she is the most fascinating person to me like her wigs and her like makeup and like Mm -hmm. her like filler or whatever she does to her face Mm -hmm. it's I am completely, completely entranced by her. Every time I see her on screen, I'm like, I want to know what she has under that wig. I want to know what is mm-hmm. in those eyebrows. And totally, she's very, she's very, she's she's wild. She's she's so striking too, and like the way I mean, the way she looks in Big Little Lies versus on the red carpet, it's yep. like she is like the chameleon of all chameleons. She sure she is. She would be a dream. I saw her once. I saw her once at the Grammys. Um, I was at the Grammys, like sitting in the audience, like a total goober, but I was like <laughs> totally freaking out over everybody around me. And Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban walked past me, and she is the most statuesque beauty. Like she doesn't look real. She looks like she is might an alien, like trying, like faking being a human. Oh my gosh. I could totally see that. I, she, yes, I would, I would die to see what you would come up with for Nicole Kidman too. Cause that would be, well, it may happen someday. Listen, I think we're manifesting it. I don't know. I don't know. Well, thank you so much, Michael, for coming on Colorful. This was such a pleasure to speak with you. It is every single time I speak with you. And I'm so excited for our audience to get to know you better. We will link to all of the things in the show notes. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. It was so fun talking to you. Thank you for the awesome questions. Um, sorry if I sound a little goofy or like I get lost in No, in a, no, weird not headspace. at all. Okay, good. I hope... Hope if anything anybody takes away from this is that 
you have everything you need inside. You've already got it in there. Just try to pull it down from the ether and make it a reality for yourself. Because if this weird kid from San Diego can do it, then so can you, gosh darn it. There you have it. And there you have it. Oh, thank you so much, Michael. I so appreciate it.